0: Welcome to the Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things. Also, I'm Jarvis, and I'm Jordan Cope. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today we're joined by a special guest. We have royalty in the house, we Simone the Yatch, Queen of Shitty Robots, the Czar of Crappy Automatons, <laughs> the Quasar Quozar. I'm now trying to pronounce an acronym.
1: <laughs> I'll take all your ideas for titles. <laughs>
0: Do you ever go by Kozar or something?
1: I don't even know what that means. I, it was me
0: trying to pronounce Q-O-S-R. Oh, Q-O-S-R.
1: Yeah, QoSR. 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 Yeah, actually, once there was a, a guy who came up to me and was like, QoSR, is that you? And I was like, am I? Wait, what, what is that? All <laughs> oh, right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's me.
0: <laughs> that was brave. Yeah, that yeah. Was, shout outs to that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Fearless. He didn't have the time. He was actually running to a meeting and couldn't possibly say the full phrase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Couldn't say the queen of shooting robots. Nope. No. Um, Do you
2: get that a lot? People. Well, actually, quick follow up question. Do a lot of people come up to you and get your second name wrong?
1: My second, you mean my last name? Mm-hmm. I have a long name. Uh, I mean, Simone Yatch is actually the abbreviation of it. My ah. full name is Simon Luna Sadlun Yatch. Uh, but that yeah, so a lot cool. of people get my last name wrong because it's spelled G I E R T Z, yes. and I can't possibly blame anyone for it because mm. it doesn't make sense.
2: Now yeah. to make sure that we got that, I'm not sure if it was something you did it so...
1: perfectly, Jarvis. Okay, I'm
2: yeah,
0: glad you now do the full one. Uh, mm. <laughs> not even going to attempt that coaster uh, yeah i, I kind of don't have faith in um, or i can't fault anybody with names because like my name is fairly simple but my whole life people thought it was like a different name like i got javaris
3: <laughs>
0: Wait, yeah dude, yeah uh travis i had like a like a seventh grade teacher call me travis every day for wow, the entire year rough. oh wow and i really how, have how old to is seventh grade uh like 12 13. Oh, no, yeah. You have no authority. You yeah, can't yeah, say yeah.
2: anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: And so I really have to thank the movie Iron Man for like popularizing yeah, my very, name. Now people are like, oh, John how cool <laughs> are you Tony Stark's computer? And I'm like, this is what it costs for people to get my name right. And I'm is, okay with it. Is that better or worse than Javaris? Because I kind of like Javaris very much.
1: Javaris, uh, uh, is that a thing?
0: It is. a. That is a real name that real people have. Javaris. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds way cooler. You sound like the lead in a mid-tier fiction fantasy novel. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm Javaris.
2: (laughs) I am Javaris. Of of Eastfield.
0: (laughs) Um, So today the topic is leaving home, moving out, going from one place to another place. Being in a place and then not being in that place anymore. And I think that this can mean a lot of things for a lot of people. And Jordan Simone and myself are going to share some of our experiences. I don't know, we've we're traveled people. Simone, particularly. Are we? I, yeah, I, emotionally. I,
1: Emotionally, emotionally right. traveled. <laughs> yeah. Spend a lot of time on Mamondo <laughs> and look at tickets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've seen yeah. a lot of locations on TV.
1: So. No, I, but we're all transplants, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. In in some ways or another, like I just moved to the big old city of San Francisco a couple years ago for yeah. work from the island of Javaris, From The island, where <laughs> where born the born island of Java. <laughs> uh, and uh, you, are, you moved here from? I'm the Georgia. least transplant. Uh, yeah, I moved here from Georgia, where I went to school. Originally from Florida, um, and so we, I, I'll probably talk about some like u.s culture shock uh yeah leaving the south and i imagine that there's uh for a lot of people they generally assume that there isn't that much culture shock moving inside of the u.s but that's not the case there's tons it's it, every state is different every city is different there's a lot of yeah there's a, like a lot of different uh you know norms and customs and i got a
1: culture shock just coming to this neighborhood in san francisco uh, yeah. Yeah. I,
0: what do you mean
2: is this <laughs> does this neighborhood seem a little strange in some way <laughs> it's chill (laughs) it's the tenderloin it's the tenderloin which i assume means delicious like a good steak i think
0: it's latin for happy place (laughs) um i I like it okay yeah uh uh, i guess we we'll get into the topic in in a bit but first how's everybody's week going simone guest of honor guest of dishonor
1: Uh uh, my week has been good. I was in Norway and then in Sweden last week. So I came back Monday night and I've just been filming a project for Tested. Ooh, Tested whoa. has a live show that's on October 28th that I'm doing. I'm building a big thing.
0: That's okay. exciting. Yeah. Ooh, scoop troop. Yeah. October 28th. <laughs> I'm 20th. building a thing.
1: <laughs> I'm <laughs> building a thing. A big thing. Okay. It's the
0: biggest thing that you've
1: built? I think so. Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh. Is that is that a like, low-key goal of yours to continue Building bigger and bigger things until you've built the biggest thing.
1: That's such an American question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's the biggest thing you ever made? <laughs> Is it bigger than my truck. <laughs> but no, it's not. It's not really a goal. I mean, a lot of people assume that you want to build bigger things, but I kind of like. I mean, it's I'm a I'm a one woman build team. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of I kind of like things that aren't bigger than my torso. Mm. That's like <laughs> apparently the measurement I go after. Yeah. I mean, I'd be terrified. In the same way, it'd be terrifying if your cat suddenly was huge yeah. because you knew it'd eat you it'd be terrifying if any of my machines were suddenly huge yeah, suddenly. <laughs> suddenly
2: I love the idea that yeah. you're building it <laughs> oh no <laughs> what's happened so big it just keeps getting bigger I don't know what to do
0: I think I'm usually terrified when I imagine anything that's normally small as like a large thing like yeah. a, like a mouse or like a, a spider or something how's your
1: sex life well <laughs> secret,
0: secret topic of the episode
1: <laughs> no I actually I really like when s- small things become big I mean I how's did like life? a <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) great thanks for asking it's
0: 11 a.m in the morning (laughs) we're having a lot of coffee
1: but uh but no i like building things like that i did a side table that looks like a thread spool so like in a large thread spool and has a giant needle and yeah i I, I like things like that it's fun
2: yeah but it's also not alive if anybody is a terrible enough person to not know your work maybe we should update them Update our eight listeners of what Simone does. Simone makes cool shit. Yeah. That doesn't always work great. That's Thank kind of the you. thing, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess also when the day comes when I get upset about people not knowing what I do, please come and give me a tiny slap in the face. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> what? You haven't seen the shitty robots? But I, I run a YouTube channel about projects I build, and mostly they're robots that don't work really well. I think my most mel- well known project is an alarm clock that slaps me in the face with a rubber arm.
2: That's the top one.
1: That's the top. One, yeah, um,
2: that's because it's got demand, people want that,
1: yeah. A lot of people are interested. Actually, people have requested me to build it and because they want it for real. Really, wow, the, has really? there
2: ever been a retail request? Like, if somebody just said, Man, I really want that lipstick machine, that looks funny, I want to own it.
1: I think the, the wake up machine is probably the only one that people mm. actually want. People I think- have a hard time getting out of bed.
0: There's a market for like really strange alarm clocks too. Yeah. There's like Rubik's cubes that like break into a million pieces, or not Rubik's cubes, but like little puzzles that break into a million pieces, mm. or like Rubik's cube alarms that you have to solve them in order to like get up. A little peek into my morning routine. I have
2: tried seven hundred of these items because I I'm terrible in the morning. And uh, there's a mat you can get where you you have to stand up and put your full weight on it for like a minute before yeah. it turns off. There's all these these different things that I've tried. The most challenging and most effective I've ever tried is one where you you take a photo of something in your House, preferably downstairs or in a different room. And then to turn the alarm off, you have to go and take a photo of that thing. Oh, again. pretty effective. The one that didn't work too well was the uh, maths questions. Yeah. I had one that it would not turn up till I answered four math questions.
0: Yeah. And I was so bad at it, I just hid my phone away.
2: This <laughs> it is just kept going off as I just threw it downstairs.
0: This is another similarity between us because I had the same alarm app in college and I, I eventually got really good at solving, like, random, like, arithmetic. <laughs> but when I couldn't solve a question, I would just rip the battery out of my phone. This is when you <laughs> could take the battery out of your cell phone. Dates yeah. uh, the uh, the time, I guess.
1: But how was it, like... In- I mean, I'm, I'm very awake in mornings. I can't, I think, mm, I don't know. Nice. I, I just really get up in the morning. I can't stay yeah. in bed. But I never understand what it's like because I feel like it has to be a decision when you're like, no, I'm going to fall back asleep. Or do you, do you actually just fall back that's asleep? That's
2: the crazy thing. Um, so recently, whenever I come back from the UK, which is like a little segue into what we're talking about today. Right. Whenever I go back to the UK to do visa things or whatever, even if I just travel out of state a few hours, uh, one way or another, Right. I reset. I go straight back to normal Jordan, and normal Jordan wakes up about 8am-ish, 7.30 maybe, Feels natural, feels powerful, feels positive. Yeah. Two weeks into being back in San Francisco, I go straight back to natural 10 a.m. wake up. So it's a very conscious decision for me to get up here, and it it there is no decision. I don't remember waking up and turning my off my alarm. I only remember resetting my alarm to yeah, yeah.
0: noon and then waking up there. Mm. There's something to be said for like your natural like circadian rhythms and making sure that you're like completing like sleep cycles and uh, making yeah. sure that you have sunlight because like naturally, uh, you like humans wake up with the sun and stuff. Uh, my circadian rhythm is in like jazz. So,
3: like
1: <laughs>
2: Freeform jazz that randomly hits snares. But I mean,
1: it sounds like you just live in a different time zone.
0: Yeah. Possible. I, I feel like I live in no time zone. <laughs> yeah. Transcended the time zone. I've heard if you like wake up in the, I don't know this for real, but if you wake up in the middle of like a cycle, like regardless of how long you've slept yeah. for, it's like you could be lethargic throughout the, the whole day or you could have like a really hard time waking up. And that's why snoozing is so. Yeah. Snoozing. It's the gateway drug. <laughs> I Snoozing is mm-hmm. like a, I, in college, uh, I had this thing happen where my freshman roommate moved out and I was alone in my freshman dorm and with my alarm clock, me and my alarm clock against the world, and I would snooze for, for six hours. Oh, wow. It was so bad. As an adult... Simone
2: just I, visibly winced. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, No, but I, as an adult, I don't like, I'm just up, usually. like yeah. uh, Unless I, you know, have trouble g- getting to bed the night before. Simone, you're naturally in morning.
1: I think I'm naturally anxious. Ah. <laughs> but like I have to get up and accomplish things. I'm so
2: concerned about the day that I can't sleep. But you also don't sleep.
0: <laughs> you I Just think- stay up the whole time. I
1: mean, I lay in bed. But <laughs> I just think of- that's
0: what sleep is, right, guys? Yeah. You, you know how when you go to bed and you cry, yeah, that's what
1: sleeping is, yeah. right?
0: You get into a cocoon.
1: <laughs> but no, I think yeah, I just I just get up naturally, I and mean, also it's always. I mean, mostly I have things that I'm excited about doing,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. so You're it's not
1: always anxiety. Yeah. I mean, only about ninety five percent of the time. Five yeah. percent, it's like, wow, look at the sun. <laughs>
0: That's pretty cool. (laughs) That's maybe one of the best feelings is when you're waking up because you're excited to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like that started for me like Christmas mornings as a kid and now it's like projects like getting up like, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe I can get up at 6 a.m. Like who needs sleep anyway? Like this will be great. I will say it is uh, on a few times. So I
2: uh, will probably get into this in a separate episode, but I have uh, insomnia. I have like a, a traditional form of insomnia connected to fatigue and it's pretty good these days. But back in the day, especially when I was in college, I would sleep roughly two to three hours a night on a really good night. Mm. And as a result, there's like a power to deciding you're not going to sleep. Oh. I've come to work a couple of times. Yeah. Sleepless with so much energy because I've consciously chosen not to do it. Yeah. Because if you lie in bed and you're just, I'm just trying for seven hours, not worth it. Yeah. Everybody mm-hmm. listening. I want you to skip sleep tonight. Nope yes Bad. sleep, sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> take prescription drugs oh, no stop that Jarvis eat this why do you have a lab coat on
1: <laughs> because I can't stay awake mm. I mean my the opposite of that or flip side of not waking up in the morning is I fall asleep at 10pm mm-hmm. oh, and God, it's like sounds amazing you know, but it's, I mean I just can't yeah I mean my sister always teases me because she can literally see like it's from one moment to the other because I'm like yeah 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 and then suddenly I'm just staring because she's like Simone do you want to go to
2: bed and i'm like yeah <laughs> That's kind of like how a jack russell operates <laughs> i really really want to go for a walk wow we walked eight feet and i'm about done <laughs> I, it's like
0: I, it's like having two speeds it's like you're either like high yeah. energy or like asleep i think yeah. that's reflected in your work though because it
2: is like you're a pretty chill person but what you produce is pretty intense right
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's not chill. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is, I, I think it, it is it me being very, impact. yeah, me being very tired in the evening definitely correlates to how like extroverted my work is. Cause it's, I mean, especially when we're filming a lot, it's like, ding, 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 yeah. hey, 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 and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, oh and you feel like you're 30 years older Being at the end on. of it. Yeah, uh, now, uh, are you on right now?
0: Um, that's my question. This is how we always are together, which might be why we're always tired. Yeah. <laughs> when I leave, I just collapse <laughs> outside I'm find of jobs in the door. The whole outside my apartment.
2: Um, uh, yeah, I, I would say if I'm at work, I'm pretty consistent. I'd say no matter who I'm interacting with, I'm just regular old Jordan. But when I get home, that's when I turn double off. I'm yeah, set. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah! Throw me into the ocean. <laughs> Jordan is
0: like a uh, king of just like being going to a social event, being there for like five minutes, and it's like you know what? I'm just gonna go to bed. And I'm like, <laughs> I respect that so much. <laughs> I feel like I need to stick around and be on and, and, and like be a like a good host or make it, make sure, sure everybody's yeah. like feeling good. I, uh, I
2: think we, in a way, it, it's peculiar. We point, we talked about this in the last episode, but there are a lot of similarities between the two of us. But there are there's one clear distinction which is our comfort around extrovertism and introvertism. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in some cases, I think to myself, man, I wish I was more like Jarvis, and I could just actively think, wow, this would be so beneficial if I were to hang out and like contribute more to this environment. Right, And so often I'll just be like, I just... On, I have to be in bed.
0: I don't know what my real self is, though. I, d- I definitely feel like being on sometimes like I do improv like comedy. And so like when, when I'm in a show, I like know I need to be on. I need to be quick. I need sure. to be fast. And there's a little bit of that that comes out in social interactions. But when I'm a- alone with myself, sometimes like I have ADHD. So like a part of the reason I have trouble sleeping is like my brain is just like moving a million miles a second as sure. I'm trying to go to bed. And if I don't like journal everything that's like, like get it out of my system or do something that's going to like tire me out, then I uh then it's just like a continues being that, like, kind of motor. What is Pete? On for you? Is it on
2: video?
1: I think peak on is uh, maybe that, but then I'm also alone. I think if I'm at a social event and people are laughing at my jokes, then I'm like a little dog who just wants to keep on like <laughs> But it's but it is like I, I mean, it's interesting to hear what you're saying because I'm like I realize I feel guilty when I'm boring or I feel obligated um, to be funny. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes I really feel like I just wish I could take a step back and be more introverted, but yeah. I, I take a lot of like social responsibility and want to make sure that people are having a good time
2: i think i know something i think all three of us do i definitely do it i'm curious if the two of you do it if i'm in a social situation where things aren't yeah, it's going okay but i'm not rolling we're not making jokes i'm not vibing with the people i'm with maybe i'm tired maybe they're tired maybe we just don't get along i have this compulsion to go out on a high does that make sense
0: like, oh, I like need a to mic just, drop
2: moments. Yeah, there needs to just be like a couple jokes that land. There needs to be like a couple deep conversations just quickly. And that for me is why I'll sometimes end up staying at a party longer than I actually want to. Because I just want to just
0: one good laugh and then we'll we'll head out. I you just
1: want to end on top. I really feel okay. the same. <laughs> I really feel the
0: same way as Simone. Like the situation if I'm like in a group of people and I'm like telling stories and people are like, uh huh, I'm like, Yeah, this is everything. <laughs> it's
2: do you I'm curious. I feel the same way, but sometimes afterwards I'll feel super drained. As oh, as I, as yeah, oh, absolutely. That, yeah. yeah.
1: Because it's not, it's not always that I do it because I want to, or because I'm feeling it. It's because like, you almost don't know how else to act. And yeah. I'm like, is yeah. it okay to just be quiet? Yeah. I feel like I have to contribute. And I mean, it's like also in such a self-absorbed way. Cause you're like, I have to give of myself and other people might be just like, can't that girl just shut the fuck yeah, up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, me and Jarvis, we work together every single day and there are some days where he's that guy, some days where I'm that guy, some days yeah. where somebody else is that guy, Or girl, and every single time I'm in that environment as the not the participant, just as a a viewer, right? I love it. It's great. It's really fun to have this focal point and to be having fun. But when I'm that focal point, the only thing I can think about is. I bet I'm dominating the conversation. I bet yeah. Jarvis yeah. wants to say something. I, bet, oh,
0: I also sorry. I feel that guilt a lot, like even in work situations where I'm like, oh, people are, if they want me on this project, they're probably signing up for this Jarvis. And like, <laughs> I, that means <laughs> I have to like, yeah, yeah. I've got to deliver. Cause I
1: have a brand. I <laughs> have <to deliver> a <laughs>
0: like what if I'm not upbeat one day what if like uh, like one one morning um, it was rain it it had rained the night before and I I was running late and so I called an Uber to like get into work and then the Uber started driving off and I ran after them and I slipped and I slid and I was like covered in like mud and it scraped my leg and I was like all right, I need to go back home and I need to like start over (laughs) like (laughs) like, get back in bed like wake up again (laughs) put on new clothes I got
2: I'm just imagining that situation getting worse and worse like a bus of all your school bullies drives by and laughs at you. Yeah, apartment. it's like
0: you don't even live here. How did you find, How me, did you find Kevin? Me? Yeah. Uh, and then going into work that day, I was just like, I, "Nope, you gotta like be the you gotta yeah. deliver." Uh, be the arrow. You know? Yeah, I that you know it's probably not the healthiest thing in the world. Like feel like you are responsible to other people, but.
1: but it I mean everybody has different roles and I feel like this is one of them yeah if you, if
0: it feels like a natural mesh
1: yeah shouldn't fight but it. it is like I, I, I did like a yoga camp last month and was there for I think it was just five days but I hardly said a word because mm. I was like I'm just not gonna take up any space in here and just be quiet and practice being quiet and at the end of it people still thought my name was Sabrina mm. and it was actually really <laughs> like that
2: might have been worth a few words <laughs> <laughs> just, just 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 dabble a little bit into the. I actually,
1: it actually made me happy because it kind of proved to myself that I don't have to be super extroverted, and that it's okay to be introverted. It's okay to be quiet. It's okay to let other people take space and
2: yeah <laughs> every time somebody said Sabrina you just smiled at them yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ah, yes I'm Sabrina Gaspacho. <laughs> as far as you know <laughs> I, I I have a, a habit of like filling up space in like a meeting room or something like that or filling up no, like sure. sound and, and what I have to do is I like put my <laughs> hand over you
1: fill it up with sound, I, fill there, it up with sound. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture you humming suddenly they're like what's that noise <laughs> um, <laughs> it's <quiet. laughs>
0: no, no, no. no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um and Travis and, please it's a funeral <laughs> I I I, yeah it's really quiet <laughs> why is everybody so sad what's going on with the mood bop, bop, bop. <laughs> bop, 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 bop. I have this tendency of like putting my hand over my mouth to remind myself like to shut up wow really yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your,
2: your your super ego is like reaching out to yeah, grab yeah. it's
0: like uh I, it's like the worker be me versus yeah the super ego that's like monitoring my behavior so I guess we should uh do a hard left turn into our topic for I, today I
2: think there's kind of a segue there right like we're talking about a little bit of emotional vulnerability when it comes to how we represent Ourselves, yeah, which leads into a question I have for both of you. Oh, mm-hmm. when you moved, whatever that means for you in this particular context, when you transitioned to this part of your life, did you feel like you consciously chose to change things about your personality and the way that you represent yourself?
1: Yeah, in the air, fist in the so air, so much. I, yeah, I'm, I'm raising a fist in the air, yes, a lot. It's the thing is, like, so I've moved abroad. I'm originally from Sweden and I have moved abroad five times. This is my fifth time. The first time I moved abroad was when I was 16 and I went as an exchange student to China for a year. And it was such a, like having moved abroad so much, I kind of feel like, you need or I realize it's like it's become a a way for me to take myself out of the context I am in and you can kind of just iterate on how you want to be because you get like a clean slate nobody knows of your (laughs) dark background yeah yeah. I mean it's not that people don't have expectations on how you're going to be and you can kind of redefine it and I feel like all the big personal developments I've had has been when I've been thrown into a new context and I can redefine how I want to be and who I want to be yeah Yeah.
2: all
0: my experience from x and I moved to y and now I'm Mm -hmm. Simone v six or, <laughs> or it's like a new level or something yeah. like uh all right now we're in this level and we're gonna get different experiences yeah. i have that uh, so much. Like I grew up in this college town and everything was about the college. And I had grew up with like the same people throughout like zero to 18, pretty much. And then came time for going to college. And I was really like, uh, the university of Florida is where like, um, I grew up in that town, Gainesville, and it's a good school. And I was going to go there because it was like, you know, financial aid, stay in state. It's like, but if I were to, if I were to have stayed there, I would have had no option to like change my context and change Mm -hmm. my sort of level, so to speak, because Everybody already had a mental model of like who I was, and sure there would be new people, but there's still like a little bit of baggage that was following me around. And instead, I went, you know, just over state lines to Georgia, and it was like I was this totally new person, and I wasn't sort of living in the shadow of my best friend. And I was able to like grow and in new and different ways. Yeah. Did
1: you did you have any character traits that you actively try to change, or that you were like make conscious decisions?
0: like I gotta scrap there I think that because of the social like situations that I was in, like uh, a lot of times I was like sort of in the shadow of my friend who was like a popular kid and like hung out with the popular kids. I was kind of like the nerdy best friend right. of his. So when I no longer had that label, I was able to like f- sort of come more into my own and try being independent and then that came with its own like growth it,
2: you know what i would guess was kind of a contributor to that not only where you were but also what you became you were there actually i was there i was jarvis at that point. i think i played him before the, the well, character switch we actually yeah we, we split uh in 2014 i played jarvis when he was british um what i imagined somewhat contributed to that feel free to correct me do you think that your natural energy as a supporter you have like a supportive comedic role in your shows and you have a supportive Verbal tone in conversations.
1: Are you calling him your sidekick? Um, <laughs> I, less no,
2: no, more like a unpaid intern.
0: Unpaid intern. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like a sidekick implies that you're like almost as good as me. <laughs> right, definitely right. Is not
0: the case. No, no. This is more like uh you just. I'm kind of like the dog that you shove scraps off your table. Yes, uh, but off not your plate. even my favorite dog. No, like a dog that found
2: my house,
1: yeah, not one yeah, that yeah. I took. I'm mine. your favorite dog. Yeah, my <laughs> dog. <laughs> my <fist
2: bump. laughs> they, just,
0: they just actually fist bump,
2: <laughs> and I'm. uh but I, sorry, sorry to take the insult. I'm but for real, like uh, a lot of what you do is, and the way that you communicate is, I want to help this person do well. I want to help this person who's trying to verbalise himself get there. I want to help this person be funny. Do you think that that small part of you with your best friend was like? I'm gonna I could be the focus but I want to pull back a little
0: bit because he's doing so well and I can contribute I to was play. his comedy writer Yeah, like in high school I would like say something and he'd say it louder and then everybody'd be like
1: great joke Russell <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like
0: interesting
1: <laughs> are you still friends
0: uh yeah no we're great friends not yeah. after this podcast <laughs> it was never it wasn't his uh it wasn't his fault it was more like I gave myself that role I put myself into that role yeah Russell's now had a shout out on two of the three episodes of sad Boys. he's a very much a part of my emotional development yeah he was great. the he was the person who uh when facebook gave us our friendiversary i cried in a cab uh <laughs> going to jordan's hotel in la uh that was it, yeah, yeah, it was great yeah it was perfect
2: energy for episode one
0: yeah <laughs> anyway um so jordan how about how about you i uh maybe give us a little bit of background on like where you hopped uh sure. um, well i hopped
2: first from uh <laughs> where did i hop uh so i'm originally from from england i'm really from stroud gloucestershire shout out to no one <laughs> um i so yeah I'm originally from stroud gloucestershire which is a country. We saw a town, right, my lover? It's what they all sound like they're all farmers.
0: that like, was so pirate. strange that's um, what I should sound like I'll bring it, <laughs> can bring you,
1: bring you please for the rest of this podcast yeah
0: hey, no problem happy to live here <laughs> by the way that, that phrase what I should sound like different podcast topic But it <laughs> what like. it should sound like because like, yeah. I definitely Very people point. wanted me to sound different too Ooh, well should
1: yeah. we all do this just for a little bit I, I mean I can do a Swedish accent
2: oh get deep in the mic for that
1: this is uh, yes so I mean I kind of people expect that I put on an American accent but it's really I have to like put on a Swedish accent the American one is what oh,
2: your uh, your regular yeah. accent is easier.
1: But yeah, yes, the, the one that I use. But it is if I'm really really tired, sometimes I start like pronouncing words in a Swedish way.
0: Ah. Uh. I, I get that I get that yeah so um I guess people kind of expect me to sound like this but you know like who are you I, get out of like, my apartment I'm just like a dude dog you know like yeah wow this is my uh, Donald Glover impression <laughs> post weed <laughs> remember when Donald Glover found out what weed was yeah and then he just everything sounds like Donald Glover at one and a half or at one a half speed
1: I'm sorry I interrupted you Jordan no I love I, this you hop stick with from... the
2: Swedish accent I
1: think okay uh, but you started off in England, like in a it. in a small in a small town. This is so great.
2: <laughs> this is a new yeah, show. Say just on, for say me. On all right, sorry there. <laughs> uh, actually, just to echo what you said, when I get tired, I will lean back a little bit too. Mm. I will slur my eyes a little bit more and I'll get a little bit sleepy, all right, my lover. <laughs> this is there's like one
0: listener who loves yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. getting represented I on an American this. I want to do accents I'm better at. Can I just be <laughs> yeah, Australian? Yeah, sure, why not? All right, yeah, so. Anyway, you were Uh, saying you. Anyway,
2: so um, I hopped, as you put it, to America two and a bit years ago. I moved Mm -hmm. to San Francisco from England uh, for the job that we share. Um, but I also moved because I was always kind of an America file. I liked it here. I was always kind of obsessed with it.
0: <laughs> the job that we yeah. share. This is
2: when I played jobs. <laughs>
0: we, we sit on each other's laps and, yeah. and pair at a laptop. I
2: type on the right side. You type <laughs> on the left side. Never any of the same pair stuff. Programming. We're like, <laughs> yeah. uh, well, like Pacific Rim. Yeah.
0: We're drift compatible.
2: <laughs> we Pacific Rim, our code. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I moved here. And is the
0: question like, what's a thing I consciously chose to change or what's something that did change? I guess a little bit that, but more, more just, yeah. So you're from Stroud, and then uh, your, your mom currently lives in France, right? She and so he lives were... in France. We both Brexited. Right. Um, <laughs> That's what it's called when a uh, British person
2: leaves anything. Yeah, <laughs> leaves anything. If I drop this mic, I'm Brexiting the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I moved over, and uh, I'd say the thing that I consciously changed well, there's a couple of different things. Some that I consciously changed because it's the kind of person I wanted to be. And some that I changed because I just didn't fit in here without changing them. Ah! Oh. Uh, part of that, and people will know if you've listened. If you're listening to the show now and you knew me when I was younger, I sound different. Right. My articulation is a little different. The way my patter of my speech is a little different. The way that I uh, use my consonants is a little different. Yeah, yeah. Your T to D. My T to D. My I'm switching to D's, which I don't love. I want to yeah. stick with my my homeboys, my T's. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my homeboys. however you speak? All right. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, when I came over, that was something that kind of unconsciously changed. But the thing that consciously changed was uh, the way that I introduced myself. Oh, yeah. When I So when I uh, first moved over, at least when I used to live in the UK, I'd say that I was like a little louder, a little more present, a little more pushing. Like I wanted to be, oh, hey, it's Jordan. He's such a character. He's such a cat. Look at this guy. He's crazy. Now it's much more like... Hey, I'm Jordan. I'm going to let you figure me out. Okay. I felt like, I don't know how to really articulate it. I always felt like I was trying to portray a carrot when I lived in the UK. Mm It was always like, which is a very high school thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm going to put all these traits to the forefront. Hey, call me Skeeter. And then nobody calls you Skeeter. You know, like all this this conscious character building. And then I moved here and let people figure it out.
1: And now you are that character. Now I'm Skeet. I feel like,
2: Yeah. Yeah. I...
1: Which is funny because it means shit in Swedish. Yeah, that's actually
0: why. I went to a Swedish school. Yeah. <laughs> they all call me Skeet. I never yeah. knew why. Wait, what? I mean, it doesn't mean something great in uh, <laughs> English slang either. Yeah, it's not good anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I was always I I always see myself as a character but I only know how to be myself if that makes any sense like when I like I've always sounded like this and I would always I would get shit from people for talking white which was the original name of this podcast yeah we'll touch
2: on that at some point yeah
0: at some point at some point I have I had a podcast when I was 14 like 10 years ago and I still have the recordings of it and it's like I sound exactly the same except for I hadn't gone through puberty yet or I was going through puberty, so my voice was like in the process of dropping actually oh actually that's a really good point outside of like my
2: articulation and my accent thing that really changed when I moved here was the, the puberty yeah <laughs> I got I got one huge pube <laughs>
1: it's so thick
2: um I yes, it's more no like a others.
0: thorn actually <laughs> a, a thorn puberty named pubert <laughs> I
2: have a puberty thorn and a rose to accompany it. this is what puberty is right guys <laughs> <This> hernia
1: <laughs> what about you <laughs>
2: I'm normal right
3: we're the Maybe same it's England
2: thing but I, uh, when I was younger, I think I, for whatever reason, actually, before I moved to college, I was pegged as the guy with the deep voice. And I think I leaned into it pretty hard oh. to the point where I think I was like down here when I was in school.
3: Oh, wow. Like, hey, what's up, what's
2: up, everybody? And people are like, oh, dude, this deep voice guy, he's so fun. Like, I, that was the character that got attributed. And then I started playing to that character Mm. I was also, because I grew up in the whitest town, I was the black guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like a light-toned mixed-race guy, but I was the black guy. And so, like, things you would typically attribute, like, oh, Jordan knows rap, right? Jordan tell us all about your favorite rap tracks and I was like well I'm gonna get pretty much into rap then I'm already leaning <laughs> got this a, way I've
0: got a reputation to uphold <laughs> yeah, I've got a brand <laughs> yeah I represent all black people in <laughs> this town yeah. of 10,000 Simone how about for you like how did you change yourself uh, or level up
1: I think I think one of the conscious changes I made I don't think I've ever talked about this before but when it, when, when I was a teenager and I moved to China first time uh, was that I was like I'm gonna become kind oh. actually because yeah and it's 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 funny because it's one of the changes that I feel have, like... It was actually a conscious change because I I was never... I don't think I was ever mean. I wasn't really a bully or anything, but I could have... Uh, a mean sense of humor where right. I could make fun of people in the same way I made fun of myself. Mm. And I realized to me, it was like, I was fine with it. I was fine when people made fun of me, but I realized that some people got sad by it. Yeah. Right. And it was one thing where I was like, I'm going to be kind and I'm yeah. going to transform myself in this way. And it was actually funny. My sister was like, cause when I came back, she was like, wait, who's this new Simone? It seems so fake. And then Ooh. she like realized that it had actually changed. And I feel like now it's, it's it's stuck with me, but I feel like people don't think of themselves as these malleable things. Really. Yeah. You can't actually change yeah. character oh. traits. But there's some I've changed yeah, definitely wanting to be kinder, wanting to be a better listener is one mm. of the things I've actively worked on. And it's right.
2: like I think it's incredibly easy to get wrong. I, I plus one thousand of that. I couldn't yeah, relate yeah. more. Especially since if you are a kid and even once you get a good laugh out of a slightly mean joke, mm. and it turns out you're good at it, like you can just
0: come up with a joke pretty quickly Uh, finally the validation i've been looking for
2: if you know a joke will kill and there's a chance it might hurt somebody's feelings but it's it'll kill definitely yeah and you're a kid that needs validation constantly of course you're gonna do it um do you find that that has gone up or down since your move to china is that something you've continued pursuing
1: i've continued pursuing it i feel now i mean it's like (laughs) throughout this and everything that's happened for me in the last two years is also with like queen of shitty robots right? what I keep falling back on is like, I just want to be a good person. Yeah. That's really throughout this and, and maintain that in some way or develop that. Um, but I think, yeah, I hope so. And now it's also when, I mean, I couldn't, I really struggle to be mean online because it has much bigger consequences mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and impact sure. than it would have had otherwise when you were like a kid in third grade and you were like, Hat.
2: Well, yeah, especially now, right? Because if you were, if you even just make like an offhanded slide at somebody on Twitter, like
1: yeah, I feel like the only people that
2: might do the same.
1: Yeah, I really try to be right. kind, and I mean, my sense of humor can be pretty raunchy, and it's a lot of sex jokes and poop, right? But I mostly just make fun of myself, and I try to stick to that. But it's yeah, yeah. it's it's tricky. I just, but I'm terrified to make anyone sad.
0: Same. I think. Let me pat all of us on the back. Uh, Jordan and I on the last. <laughs> Love episode. this.
2: Already a big fan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: uh, just the fact that we, I think, are all people who who realize that we can change. There are so many people that I've met in my life that are like, "Well, this is just how I am," and I'm like, "But oh my god!"
3: Uh,
2: but, mm. but that, that, that sentence mm. is a crime.
0: I yeah, hate yeah. it so. Much.
2: You, you nailed it by saying malleability, right? Because I think a lot of people assume that the older you get, the more rigid you have to be. Yeah. yeah. Which is absolutely not the case because the older the, you get, the more educated you are, the more experience you have, yeah. the more evidence you have to change yourself. Mm-hmm. You have more context to say, I'm going to be kinder, yeah. I'm going to be meaner, I'm going to be funnier. Like you have the evidence to back that up. Which is why it's always so painful when somebody just drops like, uh, yeah, it was my me and my colored friend. You're like, wait, wait whoa, don't say that. You're like, well, it's just, it's, it's my age, you know? It's just the kind of
0: guy that I am. It's also why middle school kids are the worst. Because one, they like have barely developed empathy. And they also <laughs> don't have the like context to know how they're making other people feel, even if they could. But yeah, I think that there's one thing us. we can
2: all agree on is that we're great. We're great. Well, we, yeah, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're so, so kind. Yeah.
1: And most of all, so humble.
2: We are so humble.
1: so humble
2: Uh, i would say if anything i'm the best at being humble
1: yeah you're the most you're the most humble of us i mean i just got happy by being calling myself your dog earlier (laughs) on i realized that just the prospect of being your favorite dog i was like i but i'm your favorite dog that's always the the
2: funniest thing about like when you get deep in a bit (laughs) like that and it's still kind of validating Mm. like haha yeah Yes, yes, got him, <laughs> yeah. got him. Nice. finally the
0: recognition I deserve
2: <laughs> just kidding, but got him.
1: <laughs> what move or like what transition in your life has been most has changed you the most?
2: what what shift conscious yeah. like, uh,
1: or, or like if you moved somewhere to another or trans, transition
2: to another job or? I I would say the move to the States and particularly the move to the company and culture that we're in now, um, particularly San Francisco, I don't want to speak to America Mm because I hear that there's a bunch of other states as well. Um, Mm
1: -mm. I've heard of them too. Not
2: not interested, but I hear they're great. Uh, Definitely don't want to go to Florida or Georgia. You
3: know what I mean? (laughs) You don't?
2: I've been to Florida. I thought it was kind of nice. Never seen a lizard before. (laughs) That was exciting. Um, But no, the uh, thing that changed the most for me was the same as you, shifting to being kinder. We may have had different approaches to that, but it was a very conscious thing that I want to change. And that changed when I moved to the States. It actually got a lot worse when I went to college. Ah. I think I got way more caustic. I got way less patient. I was not considerate of people's feelings when I would make jokes or offsided comments because there's something about the temporary nature of college that Mm -hmm. moves a little bit of consequence. Does that make sense? Like, I, I can see that, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I was like, well, screw it. If they hate me, huh, I'm just the guy that I am. They're not going to see me in two years. You know? Right, right. Whereas, which is a really <laughs> shitty way to be. Yeah, But yeah. it's easier to be that way when you don't have a community and, and a friend group built from scratch in an environment where you Like, have.
0: for me, uh, I think I think the move to college was probably the biggest change. And then the second would be, I studied abroad in uh, Spain, Barcelona, and that was the first time I'd ever left the country. Left the country when I was, like, 21, and that was the first time, so... Und- Understanding that there were like other cultures out there and other people like I think I have this out-of-body experience now when I'm in like another place like I was in uh, Japan um, a couple months ago and just like seeing someone like going to work and being like this is someone's life yeah internalize that mm. like somewhat. This is it has its its peaks and its valleys and it's a valuable life. And this is like how someone is living. And that is like uh helped open my mind to be like to not being judgmental. Like uh, there's like a million ways to be, you know, like you get feedback from your parents. Oh, get a nice job. Get go to a good school, like all sure. that stuff. But it's like there's so many ways to be a good person, to contribute to society to be happy that aren't the prescribed uh, ways or like the most commonly thought about ways. And so I think that was another thing.
2: Simone, of the 49 times that you've emigrated, uh, which of those trips would you say had the biggest impact on you?
1: I think probably the, so, I mean, I moved to China when I was 16 for a year and then I went to Kenya for six months um, when I was 17. And then I went to China again for six months when I was 19. And then I moved to the States when I was 23. For a year, and then I moved back to Sweden for a bit, and now I moved back to the States one and a half years ago. Right. But I think probably the first move to China, which is definitely the roughest culturally. I oh, mean, yeah. for one, it's I, w- I was young, and it's right. the, the youngest I've been. <laughs> the youngest. <I've>
3: been. <laughs> <laughs> I was Actually,
2: scary. since we're on this, Jarvis, what's the youngest you've ever been?
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to go with 22. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it was the youngest I was when I moved. Um, and it just, it was such it. I mean, I lived in Chinese host families. I went to mm. a public Chinese high school. So it was really like an ice bucket. Yeah.
0: Um, ice bucket challenge. An emotional ice bucket <laughs> challenge. an ice bucket,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that, but in some way it makes it, because now I, I still get questions about like, wow, was it a big transition to move to the States? And to me, I'm like, I, I, I mean, I speak the language. I right. feel that I'm yeah. fairly familiar with American culture. And of yeah. course there are cultural changes, but it's for differences, but it's most stuff that's just like, uh-huh, I'm sure. so Swedish or like, you're so American. Yeah.
0: But like relative to going to China yeah. at yeah. seven years old. Or, yeah, it feels, it
1: feels very mild.
0: What was the, how, how did the decision come about to go to China at 16?
1: I wanted, I was really interested in Chinese architecture and mm. culture. When I was a teenager, because that was just the type of teenager I was. Wait, how old were you in this situation? 15. I I didn't like
2: anything at 15. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. I was really into Pokemon. (laughs) I was really into sitting down.
1: (laughs) I was, I was uh, super, I always had very intense interests that I like, and I had them for about a year and I like dove deep into them. For example, once I, when I was 14, I was obsessed with plants and I had 93 different plants in my room and were like, read like plant lexicons before. Where I went to bed and learned their Latin names. Yeah, I I didn't know
2: you were so cool. Oh well, wow!
1: That is what makes you think. Damn, you know, that's pretty you. cool. But it was—I mean—bring fourteen-year-old Simone into a plant store, and I could name each and every one of the that's plants, incredible. which I cannot do anymore because oh, I've really? forgotten yeah. all of them. Well,
2: there's it. new plants. <laughs> <laughs> they upgraded all of them. Yeah.
1: So I was just obsessed with different topics, and China was was one of them. And I really—I thought it was going to be like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right? Which it really wasn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it was uh, it, it was a cultural shock for one I mean being different from Sweden but also from what I expected of China being.
2: Now how much of a cultural shock was it? to star in a soap opera oh in China. right
1: yeah i was in a chinese sitcom for one episode that was bad it's, there's was a video that? on youtube if you want to watch it it's pretty get much the full story
2: it's pretty much the only video you really need to watch on youtube i would say because once you've watched that you're pretty much done with now, entertainment I, overall <laughs> art, that's pretty much all art has been leading up to is that exact video
0: yeah i've so i've been on japanese television uh in an episode of a <laughs> TV program. Uh, Jordan,
3: what are your <laughs> what
0: are your credentials? Oh, jeez, I've been on a bad American podcast called Sad Boys.
3: <laughs> well,
0: you got to start somewhere. Yeah, I'm on my way up. Um, Jarvis, what was the
2: Japanese show you were in?
0: Oh, it was a it was a show called Rediscover Japan, and I think it, it was a travel it was like a travel show for Japanese people to be like, hey, we still got good stuff here, <laughs> and so it was kind look of like this kid. it was like look at all these tourists experiencing Japanese culture, Remi- reminder that Japanese culture is awesome, like that wow. kind of thing. So I. I went to a, um, I went to this fast food restaurant called uh, most burger and like somebody outside was just like, do you want to be on Japanese TV? And I was like, Oh, I'm just going to go to most burger. And they like pointed at it. And there was like a camera crew in there. And we sat down and they fed us burgers and we reacted with like little uh this was my favorite like signs oh, and wow. stuff and then they interviewed us about American culture they were like so do you guys eat cheeseburgers and <laughs> coke every day and I'm like depends but yeah kind of <laughs> Have you ever had a burger before? Yeah.
2: And Simone of course your star your starring role was girlfriend of guy is that
1: right? I was somebody's uh like it was initially Canadian but then they changed it to American wife. It's- oh they
2: they pitched you as Canadian and then Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was it was, it was a Chinese sitcom. It's Yeah, it was rough.
2: Well, the, the key, it was really rough. The key part is that you did not speak the language, right? I did speak That's the language. Major part of the I game. mean,
1: I'd only been in China for three months at the time, so I didn't speak it very well. And, and they, in very
2: few sitcoms at that point. <laughs>
1: very few, very limited sitcom experience. <laughs> yeah. um, acting experience as well. All kinds of experiences were very limited. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they were also, they said that I was just going to have two lines. And I ended having 40, 52 rows of lines. So like, oh my God. all in you Chinese. Be, you got yeah. promoted
0: to series regular.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was very intense. And I had a date at practice and it was, I mean, it, it was a, it was a train wreck. Bachelor. It's the worst I've ever, ever been, but I got through it. And wow. I'm yeah, proud of myself for that. Yeah, stronger. cry.
2: Yeah. You're stronger than both of us. Yeah. I mean, if there's anything we can say here, it's that I'm the most humble. You're the strongest. And Jarvis uh, is here too. <laughs> I'm not the best dog. <laughs> and Jarvis is a guy I know.
1: <laughs> Good sidekick, though. Good sidekick. Excellent <laughs> sidekick. No, uh, I did. I, I was very, unpaid very clear interest. about that. Yeah. And I really
2: don't want us to. Seriously, Audrey, so we're going to cut this out of the podcast. But I do want to be ultra clear that Jarvis is not my sidekick. Okay. He but is barely an underwriter. <sighs> okay. Oh,
1: really? Okay. Sorry.
2: All right. Back to having fun. All right. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha
1: in, we're oh, all You, you talked about being kinder, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna let it out sometimes. <laughs> you just meant kinder, <laughs> yeah, like like the chocolate brand. I wanted to eat more kinder. <laughs> Gosh. So you know, we've talked a lot about our how how we've changed, how how traveling, how going to different places has has allowed us to grow as people. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone uh, for both of you? What advice would you give to someone who hasn't like? Have the opportunity to like experience a different place to like, uh, I'm thinking, you know, of, of, of Jarvis who was like, the world is in the United States specifically sure. in Atlanta, Georgia, where I reside. What would we say to a uh,
2: 12 year old Jarvis Johnson? Yeah. Javaris Johnson.
0: Javaris Johansson. Javaris Johansson,
2: star of screen.
1: <laughs> I think it's really, I, I struggle with giving advice to people cause I realize it's such a, Privilege to have been able to live yeah. abroad a lot, I, yeah, yeah, and it's really, it's like, not, of course you can be like, yeah, get travel, get other experiences, and then you realize, like, yeah, it's something that a lot of people are not yeah. able,
2: to yeah, realize. get the means to get other experiences yeah, and yeah, travel.
1: Yeah. Um, but it is, I, but at the same time, I feel that a lot of people who have the opportunity don't seize it. Mm. and it's I mean especially if you're just moving people think that like moving abroad for a year is going to be you're going to miss out on so much at home but you yeah. get home and not a lot of things have happened
2: yeah, yeah absolutely and if, if I want anybody I, I'm in the same boat when it comes to giving advice though the one thing that I would say is a like net truth is that if you do choose to travel or you just choose to change something in your life whether it's going to college switching schools switching friend groups getting out of a relationship starting a new one anything like that yeah don't be afraid to utilize that as change.
3: Mm, Let's
2: eliminate the negative stigma associated with the idea that when you start something new, you can be new. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with going to college and deciding to be kinder. Mm. There's maybe something going to, wrong with going to college and deciding, I'm going to be called the Terminator. Everybody call <laughs> me the Terminator. You know, like, hey, let that happen organically because yeah. you're cool and look like
0: Arnold. But... Yeah. So
1: move to a new city and seize the opportunity to get yourself a new nose.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Do your best. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Jordan touched on a really good thing, which is like embracing the opportunity for change. Mm. Like, uh, I think that there's momentum moving in some sort of direction or there's like inertia uh to not change right and so yeah. you could be like oh well but i'm already this way and it's like but hey what if we you know what if i'm the terminator now like i think that that's an okay thing to try like <laughs> you don't have to be the terminator forever it could be like remember that like month where you were like call me the terminator that was weird that was fun <laughs> and that gave me the
2: opportunity to realize i hated being called the terminator you yeah, know yeah. like it, there's nothing wrong with growth even if it the result is no yeah there's I, always I think there's so much fear around that yeah like oh i tried changing uh oh, i tried to get into water sports and i'm just not very good at it i should have never tried no try it fail it grow as a result yeah only yeah. water sports only water sports. <laughs> everybody try water sports this
0: advice is only for water polo players <laughs> that's where they put the horses in the swimming pool right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Weird it's, sport. it's actually where they just wear collared t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in water oh.
1: <laughs> but i think definitely i mean any change that's happening in your life if it's something that you've chosen or not that it is like i don't know getting yourself into a different context really helps with any development that you want to spur within yourself yeah, yeah.
3: Right.
2: even temporarily i think uh i don't know if it was on mic or not but you talked a little yeah about the yoga camp yeah so in the case of the yoga camp you didn't go to yoga camp to try not speaking and see what people would think of you and to see what your name would end up being but once you realized that that was kind of valuable, you embraced it and you got that experience, right? Yeah. It was valuable, but call me Sabrina Gaspacho. <laughs> <laughs> Sabrina Gaspacho. If you, I mean, everybody needs to find their Sabrina Gaspacho experience. Go yeah. to whether it's going to college or you're just going to a party and deciding at this party I am going to be calmer, or at this party I'm going to be more outgoing. Just experiment with the person you are, because you can always go back. Don't be afraid to play with. Existing Jarvis.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. We're still yes. talking to young. We're still Jarvis. talking to yeah. <laughs> young Jarvis. Uh, I'll take I'll take that advice back in my time machine. And when you inevitably
2: meet a very handsome and skilled man called Jordan Cope. Do not befriend him. It only leads to darkness and pain.
1: Mm. A 14-year-old Simone is happy to educate you on any of the Latin names of plants.
2: <laughs> <laughs> only the ones that were around when she was 14, though. None of the fresh yes. new plants. Yes.
0: Idea for a podcast, we have conversations as our 14-year-old selves. <laughs> <laughs> no one would like that. <laughs> but uh, uh, this was good. Um, thanks so much, Simone, for, for joining us on The Sad Boys today. Uh, Thank we, you for being a sad boy with us. Yeah.
1: Well, it was surprisingly fun to be a sad boy yeah yeah
0: uh, sad dogs maybe ooh sad cool mm-hmm. that's me sad <laughs> second <seven>. favorite dog <laughs> uh, uh, for, for those listening to the podcast and not watching our video version that doesn't exist um, I am sitting separately from the two people I look at with rose tinted glasses on the couch over there having a great time
2: yeah we've been sitting here just <laughs> hanging out playing some games and stuff Jarvis has been relegated to lying down on the ground
0: <laughs> and I'm recording with my own laptop <laughs> 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 everyone is is having a good time without me. Um, to everybody listening,
2: first of all, thanks for listening because that's kind of the point of the show and it's pretty hard to do the show if nobody listens to the show.
0: Yeah, I guess if you like the show, you could like uh, subscribe to it on like a thing that where podcasts are. You could do that, right? Uh, and Simone, you're going to do that, right? Sure. Right? Yeah. Sure. Okay. So yes. uh, other than uh, uh the project that drops October 28th tested, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, you mean big machine? B- big machine?
1: The big machine? Um no, I I don't want to plug anything. Heck yeah. I have nothing to plug. Maybe plug. Unplug.
0: Unplug. Unplug. I want to plug
1: unplugging. Oh. Whoa. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Uh, we just cut the podcast. <laughs> wow. We had a we had a secret
2: agenda, an undertone to this episode. It's all about just letting go, man. Unplug. Unplug, baby. Unplug your headphones right now. Play the podcast loud. All right. Uh, to the whole bus. This has been the Sad Boys. It's been the Sad Boys. Um, Simone, do you want to shout out your Twitter handle?
1: At Simone Yach. That is S-I-M-O-N-E-G-I-E-R-T-Z.
2: Jarvis Johnson. What the hell do you do on Twitter? Uh, I'm at Jarvis. Oh,
1: it's so good. Aww, yeah. Uh, good.
2: Do you have at Javaris by any chance? Uh, no,
0: I'm getting it this second. <laughs>
2: uh, you can find me at Jordan, A-D-I-K-A, Jordan Adika on Twitter. And you can also find me on Twitch.tv slash Jordan where I stream once every several
0: months. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, okay, now that we're plugging everything, I'm... Uh, uh, no, fuck this. Uh, Sad boys pod. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Enjoy your life. Like, comment, subscribe, unplug, install, delete, <laughs> update, yeah. all of the stuff. Flip it, turn it, twist it, pop
2: it. <laughs> pop, reload it. <laughs> we, we, we close every episode with we love you and we're sorry.
1: We love you and we're sorry.